Podcast. It is week nine of the fantasy football season. Time flies when we're having fun. And I'm so glad you tuned in today. Uh, we are recording this live. If you are watching live, please feel free to jump in at any point on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter with your questions. We already have a long list of questions that we got this morning. We're going to get to them all at the end of the pod, but it is a crazy, crazy news day. We're going to address all the news, all that applies to your fantasy teams. And we're also going to welcome our special guest, uh, Samantha Praviti from Action Network. So get excited, guys. It's going to be an awesome show. First things first, Eddie's Getty, what is going on? How about that that Giants game on Monday? I mean, I know they didn't win, right? But they did cover. I picked them to cover, and I was uh, I was excited about it. Actually, Giants are a team that they're great at covering. Uh, the Chiefs are not good at covering uh, with Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. No, you know, no. I tweeted like I just don't want to be embarrassed on national television, and I think that may have been the right thing to say because <laughs> the chiefs are the, the chiefs really the story of that game. Like, yeah, the giants lost and a win would have been cool, but what does a, a, a win for the giants at that point of the season really do? Like not much, the chiefs playing a team, you know, the chiefs were a team that everyone picked pretty much go at least the AFC title game, if not into the Super Bowl, And if not, Super Bowl champions. The Giants right now are playing with a backup, an entire backup offensive line. They're missing half their offensive weapons, a lot of uh, big injuries on defense, and they were toe to toe with the Chiefs. So, like, I came away from that game going, if you're a Chiefs fan or you're someone that like backed the Chiefs, bet on the Chiefs, I am not feeling pretty good about that whatsoever. No, not at all, because it feel, felt like the Giants almost beat themselves. They should have actually been able to win that game, but I won't rub any salts in the wound. I, I actually thought, you know, hey, listen, at least they covered. Um, and if you're talking about when I say I picked, uh, we all pick every week and you can pick with us. You can head over to extrapoints.com slash arcade and enter our contest. And the winner of each week's contest wins a golden extra points hat. I'm still in pursuit of my golden hat. Did not have a really good week this week. Uh, but overall I'm hanging in there. Um, last I checked, I was right behind cousin Sal in second place, but I'm pretty sure after this week, I'm like. 10th because it was a terrible week for me. Um, but be sure you check out extrapoints.com slash arcade. We'll talk more about that later. Let's jump into the news because it is coming in so fast, so furious. Obviously, the trade deadline was this week. But right now, the most recent piece of news, breaking news, AJ Green has now been added to the COVID list. So um, we can add him to Saquon Barkley, who we may or may not have been expected to start anyway, because, uh, you know, we knew he was dealing with an injury, but most importantly, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers definitely not starting on Sunday. Word is Blake Bortles is on a plane there. I don't know if we're going to see Jordan Love. I don't know what we're going to see. Maybe this is the time that the Chiefs can cover. Eddie, you think the Chiefs can cover with no Aaron Rodgers? I... I mean, look, it, it would be a very like Chiefs thing the way the season's going if like Jordan Love stepped in and threw for like three, four touchdown <laughs> passes and, and demolished them. I mean, look, the the Chiefs defense is not good, not good at all. The secondary especially is terrible. If if Jordan Love or whoever's playing quarterback then is learning from Aaron Rodgers and the Chiefs, uh, the Packers offense, they put the right plays in place. It still could be a problem for the Chiefs. But like I thought the Chiefs, man, on, on Monday, we're going to get a have a get right game. Maybe this is it now without a Raj, but uh, I don't know. I, I have no faith in the Chiefs whatsoever. I really don't either. 
I have to say, I really don't. I think there's problems, like problems in their head. And like, what is up with Travis Kelsey? Like That's a great point. the whole thing, it's yeah. really frustrating for your fantasy squads. And I know a lot of people took Travis Kelsey in the first round or they took Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has thrown like in his last, I think it's three games, five touchdowns, six picks, something like that. Not good. Just not good. So yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, not available on Sunday. Um, if you need to go to pick, pick up a quarterback, there are quarterbacks available on the waiver wire, probably most notably Mike White who's starting in Thursday night game and actually has a really tasty matchup versus the Colts who surrendered 19 passing touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks and the most passing touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. So believe it or not, I think they can lean on Mike White's skill here. He'll target everybody. He targeted everybody last time. Jamison Crowder will see work. We don't know if there will be Corey Davis, but both Ty Johnson and Michael Carter will certainly see targets. And I think he'll be able to keep them competitive in this game where the Colts are favored at home. And he could be someone that could be useful for your fantasy leagues as well. Uh, Tua Vailoa is available in a lot of leagues and he's facing Houston this week. And I know we had a tough outing last time versus the bills, but before that, 600 yards, six touchdowns in the previous two games in soft matchups. Well, he definitely has a soft matchup this week versus Houston. So if you're dealing with the Aaron Rodgers news, and we'll come back to this, those are two targets for you on your waiver wire. Okay. Um. Well, I le- God, there's so much news. Okay. Let's go to, I guess let's go to Henry Ruggs. Um, this is really one of the saddest. I, I honestly, like, since I read all about this, I've seen this. I have felt so sad um, for more than 24 hours about this. Um, as it applies to fan, obviously, um, horrible situation for the the woman and her family who are killed. And also for Henry Ruggs um, and his girlfriend, who are, are now not in a good situation. Um, very sad for them. So prayers out for everyone's families um, in this tough time. As far as your fantasy squad is concerned, this is tough because you've also lost Calvin Ridley this week. And we have four teams on by. No no DK Metcalf, no Tyler Lockett, no Chris Godwin, no Mike Evans. Really tough week. Um, So you will be needing to go to the waiver wire. And we'll talk more about waiver wire. But again, just first thoughts, Brian Edwards. Really good pickup this week, Devonta Parker, Jamison Crowder, for reasons that we mentioned. Um, Eddie, how how hurt are you by all? Like, you know, did you lose Calvin Ridley? Did you lose Henry Ruggs? I did. I lost uh, Calvin Ridley. I lost. He was my keeper coming into this year. Mm-hmm. I had high hopes for him. I you know, obviously, with Julio moving on, I believed in Matt Ryan in the sense that. Well, number one, I think he a little bit left in the tank. And two, if they were going to be down, they'd be throwing the ball out. Their run game wasn't necessarily that great. You weren't really confident over that um, going into the season. I knew the story obviously was going to be Kyle Pitts, the guy that everyone was giving a gold jacket to before he was even drafted. But I thought Calvin Ridley was just going to be a dominant force this year. So that's why I kept him. And, uh, you know, he's dealing with some personal stuff. Kudos to him for coming public yeah. with it and alerting Absolutely. everybody. So, you know, I don't know what he's going through, but just, you know, wish him the best. And obviously when life stuff comes and the same thing with the rug scenario. When when real stuff in real life happens, you kind of you know fantasy and NFL games take a back seat, and you think about the actual um, the real life events that take place. So, but with the Ridley situation, I hope he gets the help he needs, and uh, maybe he comes back in a few weeks. You know, refreshed, rested, good to go, and the the Falcons will keep passing the ball to to him and uh, Cordell Patterson, and I'll, I'll be a happy fantasy manager once again. 
I'm going to throw out two more wide receivers that may not have affected you as much because we may have seen this coming. And it's Odell Beckham Jr. who sat out of practice and clearly has his dad working on his PR campaign for his next job. And then Michael Thomas, who will officially not return this year. Now, you know, we're not supposed to take victory laps and I certainly don't want to take a victory lap on someone's injury. But I just want to say I got a lot of heat for saying that people shouldn't waste a spot for Michael Thomas because I had a bad feeling about it. I had a bad feeling about him this year. I thought there was something up. I think it's more than just injuries. And here we are now, no Michael Thomas. So hopefully he wasn't crowding up anybody's bench and he was just on your IR spot, but it is safe. It is safe to release Michael Thomas, who, by the way, we don't even know who his quarterback would be because now we're with that Jameis Winston. And is it going to be Trevor Simeon who did an admirable job this weekend filling in, beating the Bucs? Very impressive. Or is it going to be Taysom Hill who's just coming out of concussion protocol and who is likely just going to like take all the fantasy value from all your other players like Alvin Kamara, who you really need to be productive. So really funny situation there in New Orleans as well. Just lots of Weird, weird stuff. Good news for the Rams made that great Von Miller trade. They're clearly gunning for the Super Bowl. And then maybe the biggest, I don't know if I can say this is the biggest news because there is so much big news. Derrick Henry out for the season. That is a dagger to hearts of fantasy managers who are probably running away with their leagues on the backs of Derrick Henry and his absurd workload. And he just kept being productive. Now, you know, chicken or the egg, like, Is it because of the workload that he got injured or would he have gotten injured anyway? So they should have just used him as much as they can to get this far ahead. I kind of lean the other way. Like injuries are just freaking they happen. I don't think they had to do with it had to do with the way they were using him. But who knows? Of course, Vrabel's out here saying, you know, you never know he could return. But guys, I think it's time to let it go. So we'll talk more in this episode about how to fill in that gap in case you haven't done your waiver wire picks. Because we had some really interesting people come up last minute. Even this Derek Gore kid, no relation, (laughs) you know, to it's just it's it's pretty it's a pretty crazy week. So if you're without. If you're without Derek Henry. It is an uphill battle, but it is not impossible to win your fantasy football league because the second you may be without Derrick Henry, guess what? Your opponent is now without Aaron Rodgers. Do you buy into the Adrian Peterson at all? I know that he started on the practice squad, but it's like there's got to be guys with fresher legs than like mid to late 30 year old Adrian Peterson coming in. I I know like McNichols is there, too, but it's one of those things where it's like uh, I I don't really want to buy into that. No, I think I am going to buy into Adrian really? because because I don't think you have a choice. Like as far as like, okay, they're going to try to make it a committee and they have McNichols there and they, they've used him as a pass catcher before, like in week four, he had 12 targets versus the jets. Like they can use him lots of different ways, but Adrian Peterson is somebody that has been good before. He had seven rushing touchdowns for Detroit last year, two, two touchdown games. I think if they use him the right way, no, no, he's not going to, you can't replace Derrick Henry, but the volume that Derrick Henry had, and because they want to run the ball so much, I mean, that's different than say, well, it's tricky because all of a sudden Philadelphia did decide to run the ball last week. But when we were thinking of a replacement for Miles Sanders, he was already in a committee and they barely run the ball in Philadelphia. So we're like, eh, how valuable are those replacements? I think a replacement in Tennessee is going to be a little more value. And as far as like youth, I mean, 
I don't know. I think maybe what they need is someone like Peterson that just will ground and pound and just doesn't care. Like who cares if he runs out his body? He's just well, one. Uh, yeah. And he could block he too. That's another thing. It's really important. Pass protection. Really you important. Do that. I mean, if you need and him. To, Jeremy McNichols is not that guy. Yeah. So I was, all right, maybe you convinced me, Jen. Good job. So I don't know. I mean, don't, don't go crazy, um, but it is what it is. So um, shortly we are going to be joined by Samantha Praviti from the Action Network. Oh, there she is. Lovely. How are you, my dear? She's muted. Oh, of course I am. There she is. Um, <laughs> I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I was kind of glad I was muted because my like Slack was just blowing up. Oh my God. I... That Slack. Okay. That Slack noise. Like now when I see that, when I'm watching NFL games and the Slack commercial comes on, it like gives me like, I'm like, ah, you know, like someone's messages stop. That commercial needs to stop. The Slack commercials need to stop. <laughs> um, so if you guys don't know Samantha, go give her a follow right now. Samantha NFL. Um, Samantha, did I say your name correctly? Because I have one of those last names that people never quite get right. So just uh, Praviti, is that correct? Mm-hmm. It's Praviti, like graffiti. Okay. It's Italian. Obviously, no one guesses that. Well, but I, I was adopted. <laughs> mine's Italian. I was, I was adopted and my dad's Italian. So that's the origin of my name. But yeah, no one ever gets it right. Everyone calls me, like coaches growing up called me Previt. So I just I just rolled with it. Like I just have one of those names that no one could pronounce. So coaches, what sport did you play? Uh, I was really big into gymnastics. And then I also ran track. Wow. Um, I did long and triple jump in track. And I played tennis. And then in high school, I did competitive cheerleading. That is, that's amazing. I mean, like we see on your, if you guys follow Sam, you'll see that she is like the most active human in the world. And actually it's funny because um, I feel like you were me like, 10 years ago when I was cool and young and doing all that cool stuff. And like, Oh, I used to be that active. I got to, I've really got to get back. I've got a tennis court after this. So I will say that. I love that. Well, I'm not cool or young. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have been following your work at action network and I wanted to bring you on. First of all, this is Eddie spaghetti. If you don't know Eddie, Eddie's the best. Yeah, we're talking about last names. My last name is legally now Spaghetti. So Spaghetti. uh, So we are all Italian pod today. Go Italy. I I wanted to bring you on for a couple reasons. First of all, you do the waiver wire article over at Action Network. And oh man, do we need to hit the waiver wire this week? I mean, this news coming out now, AJ Green, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Henry. I just kind of want to get some of your reaction to that. So, what are you doing about Derek Henry? Do you have him in in any leagues? And who is the person that you would likely target to replace Derek Henry? I actually have no exposure to Derek Henry, and that made me. I'm actually not in that many leagues, so uh, that's. But and it wasn't intentional. It was just that I only do one salary cap league, and he was kept in that league. And then the other leagues, I just never had the right pick to have mm-hmm. him. Like I had the 101 pick in like three leagues this year, and I obviously took Christian McCaffrey. So my year is going really well, and uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, so I, he was one of the guys that I was actually, like, really bummed that I didn't have any exposure to. Him and, like, Cooper Cup, yeah. right? Like, I was just – we're just all getting Cooper Cupped and Derek Henry every single week. And um, 
obviously really sad news that he's probably going to be out for the rest of the fantasy season. Um, there is some possibility that he could be back, uh, you know, in time for like week, week 16 or week 17, if he makes a really fast recovery. Uh, but that also hinges on the, the Titans being competitive at that point, because they're probably not going to want to risk further, more serious injuries. So yeah, I think you just have to assume that he's out for the rest of the year. And, uh, I guess the replacements are obviously going to be uh, Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols. I see them being in a committee. Ray Bell has already said that that's going to be a committee. I, I, I'm like having flashes of like the Ravens running back situation where like they're all just not exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a bunch of guys that are running, but no one's like super exciting. And uh, Adrian Peterson, I mean, he may have some tread left on the tires. I think he is probably going to be like the early downs back and certainly will find his way into the end zone on like, you know, one yard carries with Jeremy McNichols being the change of pace back. So I think it's just going to be a mixture of of the two, but neither of them am I really excited to add. Like in deeper leagues, I did add Peterson. I added Peterson and Scott Fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that with four waivers ran, that actually. That was, um, that's a good yeah. loophole, guys, by the way. If this happens in the future, free agent. If it's a free agent, you can do things like that. So always make that move. That was very smart. Yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely added him, but I'm tempering expectations because I think, I think it would be dumb to assume that those two are going to get Derrick Henry's workload Mm -hmm. they're going to have to deleverage from the run a little bit and I think the real victors of this whole thing are you know AJ Brown and Julio Jones if he can get healthy so uh not I'm not going like Elijah Mitchell and spending my whole fab on Adrian Peterson or what about Boston Scott and Jordan Howard would you rather I mean certainly for this weekend the matchup is fantastic for both Boston Scott and Jordan Howard but the thing that sticks out to me is that until last week the Philadelphia Eagles weren't running the ball like at all. And I don't know if I'm Miles Sanders. I'm like, dude, like you weren't running the ball with me and you're going to do it with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Um, Do we think that's going to continue? Do you think you would rather have someone like Boston Scott or would you rather have Adrian Peterson? That's tough because, first of all, I'm just going to start this by saying that I personally apologize for every person that I told to start Kenny Gainwell last week. I apologize for that. Everybody did that. I thought he was a locked and loaded starter. And then an hour before game time, Josh Tolentino from the athletic was tweeting like, Hey, Kenny Gainwell is not on the field practicing with the first team. And I was like, Oh God, he said like Boston Scott was out there and I could see it happening, but I was like, I refuse to believe. And then of course that happened. And if you look at the stat line, it's such a lie. It looks like they all had the same number of carries, which they did, but Gainwell had one carry before the fourth quarter and the rest of his carries, all 12 other of his carries came on the second, the last two drives of the game when they were up by 400 points against the Lions. So of course now all the tea leaves point to Boston Scott, but all the tea leaves pointed to Kenny Gainwell. So I have trust issues with this backfield is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that Nick Sirianni has personally victimized me (laughs) I just like I just don't know what to do. So I think maybe Boston Scott would be the guy uh, that I would that I would target, especially in this good matchup. But it's just risky. I just think it's really risky, especially with this Eagles team. Just I mean, yeah, they they mollywops the the Lions, but that's not a mm-hmm. really feat mm-hmm. to me. 
especially with like Jalen Hurts not playing super well. There's a number of kind of wild cards there. So I really don't know what this backfield is going to look Absolutely. Like. Eddie, we have some questions coming in. You want to? We do. We do. Yeah. We have uh, Michael over at YouTube just asked us a question. I want to show it. Uh, Michael, also great icon with the Rangers Statue Liberty logo. But uh, here's his question. He has Pitts as tight end one with Ertz in the bench. Diggs and Keenan Allen as receivers. Would you do Pitts and Diggs for a big RB1 to pair him with Dalvin? Hollywood Browns as wide receiver two. Okay, you have Pitts as your tight end one. Well, Pitts is going to have a little bit of a trouble probably now uh, seeing the uh, top coverage because they're, they're not going to be distracted by Calvin Ridley anymore. Uh, Ertz is someone that can give you a pretty solid floor, though may not have big weeks, but probably you'll get a few catches each week. Diggs and Keenan Allen are your wide receivers. Fantastic. Would you do Pitts and Diggs for a big RB1 so I can pair him with Dalvin? What do you think, Samantha? I mean, it kind of just depends what RB we're talking about. Are we talking about maybe like Austin Eckler? I might consider that mm-hmm. uh, like someone really big to pair with Dalvin. Cause yeah, then you've got Dalvin cook, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen and Hollywood Brown who are all studs. I think. Um, yeah. Like you said, Pitts, I am downgrading a little because of the Kelvin Ridley situation. Ertz, though, I'm a little concerned about as trusting as you're a tight end one. I mean, after a certain point, there's a very clear point. It's like a totally frozen pond and of like these tight ends that are really touchdown dependent. He's in an offense that is super high powered. Yes, but there's a number of things working against him. They've got four wide receivers or three wide receivers. This week. Out, but um <laughs> With Kyler Murray uh, kind of banged up, I think that that does limit some of Ertz's potential as well. Also, James Conner seems to be the only guy that wants to get touchdowns on that team. So uh, I think that that's a little risky, but I think I, I could go for it for the right running. Yeah, back. I think I would do it too if you can get someone that's a true RB1 because the our, the running back situation has gotten so, so thin and so, so risky. And Dalvin Cook is, is one that's a little risky himself. So uh, we've already seen him get banged up a few times. I don't know if you have Alexander Madison. I certainly hope you do. Uh, that would be the first person I'd probably make a trade for and try to give up something less than digs or pits if you can. Uh, but yeah, I think that's definitely something you could do. But fantastic team. Good drafting, I have to say. Ertz was one of my favorite uh, late picks. I actually also downgraded him when he went to Arizona. I preferred him because he saw more red zone targets in Philadelphia. But it is what it is. Okay, so I want to play a game with you um, called Allen Robinson Orr. <laughs> I've been playing this every week, and it's it's going to get – it could get gross or it could be fine. And, you know, one of the saddest things this year has been the poor use of Allen Robinson to me. So I feel like I get Allen Robinson questions every week and maybe it's just easier to play Allen Robinson or, and just release that video and say, you don't have to ask us because we, we already decided for you. Okay. Yeah. Ready? You only get to keep one. You have to choose between these two. Allen Robinson or Robbie Anderson. That's so gross. I know. I know. Everybody uh, loves this game. And by loves it, I mean they hate me and they never come back. Alan Robinson, but it's close. Like that's where it is. Robbie Anderson, I can't trust. I mean, he had like one target and zero catches last week. And the Panthers offense is really what I can't yeah. trust. And I think CMC is getting activated or designated to be activated. Mm-hmm. I think that that'll be some targets taken away from Anderson, which wasn't really high to start with. So he was a guy that I was kind of high on going into the season because I thought that there would be good chemistry between him and Sam Darnold. But I guess they just have like Adam Gase related PTSD and don't right. like each other. Right. So, right. Right. <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, Alan Robinson, but you know, 
It's gross. Okay. Alan Robinson or Jamal Agnew. <laughs> well, Agnew this week has the Bills, so I'm really not interested in playing him this week. I think it's going to be too tough of a matchup. Um, I mean, I hope this is just bench fodder because, like, after this week, I might say Agnew. I know. It's just, I can't believe we're here. Okay. Alan Robinson or Tim Patrick? Tim Patrick, probably. It's bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Robinson or Jordan Howard? Uh, this week, for sure, Jordan Howard, because at least I feel like he might get you three points. And Alan Robinson, there's not even a guarantee that you'll get three points. He might get you zero. Like he might lay an egg. And yeah. it's not his fault. I just want to say, like, it's still it's partially his fault. It's not a hundred percent his fault. I do feel like he has not gotten the separation that he needs to get. And I think that that makes Justin Fields as a rookie very nervous, not really a great, like, uh, passer into double coverage and things like that so i i think that there's there's a little bit of blame to go around but yeah i wish they would just free him yeah and and just give him opportunity he's just like not even getting the targets they're not throwing the ball um and they're not getting the time to make any chemistry whatsoever although justin fields did have a good week last week showed us something and it seems that when matt Nagy isn't there he performs better (laughs) so maybe that that's my only takeaway from that game Uh, that is pretty much my only takeaway from that game as well (laughs) okay alan robinson or julio jones well it's julio playing this week uh, because julio jones atlanta is playing well you're right no, I said Julio, Julio. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you – like, rest of season, who would you trust more? Probably Julio okay. Jones. I mean, I know he can't get healthy. He's got this hamstring thing, but at least he's, like, in an offense that sometimes throws. And is now without Derrick Henry, so. Yeah. Okay, final one. Allen Robinson or Brian Edwards? Michael Brian Edwards. He's coming off of his second touchdown of the year and then will be well rested off the bye. There will be more targets to obviously go around without Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that obviously fantasy Twitter loves. And I think he could definitely be a high upside play, which is I can't say that about Allen Robinson at all. No. I can't say anything nice about him. I know. Him. It's so sad. Yeah. Brian Edwards actually playing more snaps than all the other wide receivers and seeing the same amount of targets as Henry Ruggs and now with no Henry Ruggs. And potentially, um, I don't I haven't heard anything about Darren Waller yet this week, but it's potentially they could be without Waller as well. So I really like Brian Edwards this week as a waiver wire pickup available in 90% of leagues. Last I checked, of course, some people's waivers ran last night. So that's probably not accurate anymore. Okay. Um, so one last thing while I'm here. So like, you know, this industry is mostly males, which is awesome. I love guys. I have four brothers, like no problem, <laughs> but I feel like there's an underrepresentative community out there of fashionistas. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. Like I was writing my article this week and I was like, oh, you know, Adrian Peterson's, I'm going to have to open up my fab wallet and spend money on Adrian Peterson. It feels like that time I bought a really expensive pair of Christian Levitone Tom's and pumps. And then I went outside and the heel got caught in the grate. And I was like, why did I spend all this money on something that just broke? Right. And I thought, nobody's going to know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I thought you might like get it. Like if I said that, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. 
And I was thinking, well, like, kudos for even having the funds for lube. Yeah, well, so, like, uh, I didn't always work in fantasy sports. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, so, so let's just say like you were going to compare, I just want to have some fun. So like, we're going to compare players to make it easy for those fashionistas out there to understand. Cause they're probably out there playing fantasy football too. And we're always talking about smashing and using all these like specific terms, like why not get creative? And so I was thinking about it and, you know, throw in here, if any of these ring a bell with you, or if you feel like you have a comparison for a player, I was thinking that. Cooper Cup is like that little black dress that no matter what, you can always start it. You can always put on that black dress. It's always going to be appropriate no matter where you go. Cooper Cup, you start him every week. Like, that makes sense, right? If you were talking to a fashionista, like, like Cooper Cup's your little black dress. You just start him, like, done. I think that's not even, like, enough credit to Cooper okay. Cup. Cooper Cup is like the Hervé Leger black dress that like is like the upscale one that like makes you look good all the time it doesn't matter if you like ate gluten that morning and you know that bandage dress will make you look great so yeah it is versatile and I think that they see they see the even more accurate okay so I was thinking that Carlos Hyde is like a pair of vans like sure you have to have them in your closet in an emergency situation uh but they'll get the job done but you'd really rather not have to wear them yeah, I think I would maybe go with that. I don't, I don't even know no pair of Vans. No, I don't I either. Like I, I'm like, I, I live in California, so apparently I'm supposed to get them. So I'm a little behind, but it's kind of like putting in my waiver wire bid for Carlos Hyde. Like, I don't really want to do it. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yucky. And I was thinking that Adrian Peterson is rather like a pair of Z Cavaricci jeans. Like he was really cool once and we're really trying to bring him back, but we shouldn't be surprised if it just doesn't work. I think he's kind of like the Ugg boots that we loved for a really long time in our closet Mm -hmm. that were a mainstay. And we put a lot of miles on those things, right? And we wore them out and they were kind of gross and they probably smelled, but like whatever. And like you want to pull them out and they'll get you where you need to go. They still feel a little warm and fuzzy, right? Yeah, they'll get you where you need to go. They bring back nostalgic memories. Like you get the warm and fuzzies about them, but you're also going to be called chuggy in like the parking lot at Whole Foods. And and you probably need um, to get a pumpkin spice latte while you do it. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not exciting, but it might get the job done in the short. See, I think everybody knows how to draft based on this. Like all the fashionistas out there, Eddie's like glazing over, like his eyes are like, (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. There is no way we're clipping this out for a breakout video because nobody's going to get it. Hey, I have Vans. I know you, I know you're talking about. Don't worry. You you do, right? See, I know because I've met Eddie's girlfriend, by the way, the cutest girl like ever. He's like totally outkicked his coverage. She is the cutest. Um, Okay. Kadarius Tony is that Alice and Olivia outfit that you can dress up or dress down. You can wear a lot of different ways, but the main thing is it attracts attention. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more like the Alice and Olivia outfit with like the zipper that doesn't really work all the time. <laughs> so, so like I, have, I literally have a pair of Alice and Olivia pants, which I like cannot wear because I can only wear it on like my skinny days, like the days that I feel super snatched and very confident. And because otherwise this zipper might fail on me. So, I I mean, Kadarius Tony always sounds like a good start. Last week against Mm -hmm. the Chiefs, perfect matchup. 
And you're like, wow, this is exactly the time that I should start him. Sterling Shepard actually ended up getting hurt in that game. And then he gave you five fantasy points. So it's not reliable. Yeah, and I'll go uh, one but- further. I have an Alice and Olivia dress that like put on in the, the dressing room. It looks really good. And then you're out to dinner and you realize that the slit is actually so high that you are uh, – a little exposed. <laughs> That's how Kadarius Tony will make you feel. So yeah. don't do it. Um, especially this week. I actually don't like the matchup. I know he's a, a flashy name and I, I like Kadarius Tony, but you just have to be forewarned. We're just warning you. We're not saying don't use Kadarius Tony. We're just warning you. And um, any other, any other thoughts about any players that you feel like you should warn us about for this week? Hmm. I just feel like going to the Eagles situation, like wearing something that like these pants that you're, you're not sure if they're opaque enough. Oh my God. That is. And it's like, what I mean is that the consequences are quite high to like, when you're out, you think you get dressed in your closet and you're like, I I look great. This is how I felt sending Kenny Galladay, sorry, Kenny Gainwell in my lineups. And then I got outside and then I realized, wow, these pants are totally see-through. And that's kind of how I felt at the end of the Eagles game. So uh, it's like, yeah, it's like these pants that you, you're just, or skirt, you just, you're not confident in it's white and you might be caught outside with, you know, visible, whatever. I, I, um, I think that is the most perfect, perfect way to characterize the Philadelphia Eagles backfield. So with that, guys, go out and uh, spend a lot of money on. (laughs) Because uh, we want you to be stylish. No, um, I think that is fantastic. I think that uh, we're going to keep this series. I think I think, Samantha, maybe you'll come back and we can continue our fantasy fashionista outreach so that everyone can be included. Um, and, uh, we're just having fun guys. So hopefully you didn't have to fast forward this part of the pod. Um, (laughs) please follow Samantha at Samantha NFL. Samantha, Samantha, tell us, by the way, do you like being called Sam or no? I usually go by Samantha. Samantha. So like people ask me all the time about Jennifer or Jen. So in my former life, when I lived in New York and I was singing and all that, I was always Jennifer. And then when I started doing more like sports stuff, I thought it made sense to shorten it to Jen because it sounded like so pretentious to be like Jennifer Piacendi. Um, so, but I like both and I go by both, but um, so Samantha, um, where can we find you? What can you do? Let's make sure that everybody is tuned in to your great info. Thank you so much for having me again. I am all over Twitter constantly. It's a stream of consciousness to be <laughs> If you like are just looking for just football, like just unfollow me, block me if you want. But like it's uh it's a, it's like hiking. It's it's a mix of like fun stuff, it. of course. Fantasy. I I during the games, it's like a live stream of just like my actual raw emotions. So uh, yeah, uh, Samantha NFL on Twitter uh, at s pervite s p r e v i t e um on. Instagram and TikTok. I did like a TikTok live yesterday and I'm doing Instagram lives on Sunday mornings. Uh, so go follow me there for that kind of content. And then all my written stuff is on actionnetwork.com, all free, no paywall, anything like that. And then I do appear on the Fantasy Flex podcast three times a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So you can catch me in any of those places. She is a busy, busy girl, Samantha Berbiti. A really fun follow on Twitter. Uh, Don't miss it. And congratulations, by the way, on your new condo. That is awesome. Um, 
if you follow her, you know, she just got a new condo in Colorado, which means that she can bet freely. Um, I'm very, very jealous about that. Um, I want to go play my player props for Thursday night's game, but I'll just (laughs) calmly bet from a distance here in California. Thank you so much for joining us and have a fantastic week. Everybody go follow Samantha. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, she's the best. She's adorable. And, um, I know she says she's not young, but she's a lot younger than me. I wish I was young again like that, but we won't go into that now. So cute. That was Samantha Praviti from the Action Network. Don't go away, guys. We'll be right back. We're going to hit some waiver wire, stardom sit-ins, and of course, get to your questions. Um, waiver wire, guys. If you need to waiver wire advice, I have an article at si.com slash fantasy. Um, Mike White, Tua, Justin Fields, the main QB pickups for this week. Ty Johnson, Derek Gore. We talked about all the running backs with Samantha just now. Uh, Devonta Parker, Brian Edwards, Jamison Crowder, Van Jefferson for your wide receivers. And Foster Moreau, Tyler Conklin for tight ends. Those are all the pickups that I recommend for this week. And there's a few others as well, but those are the main ones. Looking ahead this week, you're, of course, starting Tua, uh, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Josh Allen. Jonathan Taylor's a must start. Uh, you are starting both those Philadelphia running backs, even if they make you feel like you're wearing see-through pants. Uh, Gaskin, Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Cooks, um, Johnson, and Claypool for Pittsburgh should be started, and Devonta Parker and uh, Waddle should be started for Miami. All right, Eddie. How are your teams? I want to do a quick check-in, and then I want to go through these questions because I know we have a ton. We have a lot of questions we'll get to, and I'll be quick. My team's uh, five and three. I had my first, uh, like, white knuckle holding the remote, watching the end of, like, the the 4 p.m. or the the 1 o'clock Pacific (laughs) time games where I was up by four points. I just had to hold on, and the the guy, my my buddy I was playing, had guys on both sides of of that, um, the Broncos-Washington game, and I was like, oh, just end already, just end. That game, like, just took forever to end, but I got it. I won. I dealt with all the bye week stuff, injury stuff, like I mentioned before, Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, Odell Beckham, I, I left on the bench here. And that leads into this quick question before we get to our listener question. This is more of a wish list thing. Me and you all, you know, waiver wired, you know, year long. We've been pretty harsh on Odell Beckham. And I'm not saying he's going to regain form to be, you know, that three-year stretch when he was a giant. It was awesome. But let's just say, all things considered, he becomes a startable in fantasy receiver again. What do you think? Which team out there, if the Browns do cut him, which looks like it's going to probably happen, which team, like your wish list, would he sign with? Uh, going forward the rest of this year. So I was thinking about this in my head this morning. I think I have a team. Hmm. Well, I mean, the easy answer here would be Atlanta. Okay. I mean, it's kind of gross, like, but as far as fantasy, Atlanta would be great. Just step into that Calvin Ridley spot. I wouldn't mind seeing him, um, in Las Vegas. That's that was my pick. I thought I thought that like they're airing the ball out. You give Carr another weapon, which they 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 may need uh, on offense now, and also just like the idea of him being in like Odell in Vegas with like the, so much you know drama with that team as like every single year. I feel like that would be like a a fun thing to watch. It could end up really good or kind of miserable, but I feel like that would be a good piece, a good fit for for Carr. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I, I'm feeling for this Las Vegas team. I mean, they have taken hit after hit and they are playing so well. And it's just, 
I feel for them. And so I don't even know, like, if I bet this game, or should I bet that they're going to come out and be dominant? Or should I bet that they're going to be beat down? I mean, they, they came back after losing their coach and were like fierce, right? Then they're coming off a bye, they're rested, but now they have all this other internal drama. So I don't know. I, I really feel for the Raiders this year. They got the new stadium, the new, the new town. I, I want them to do well. So I don't know if OBJ would help that or hurt that, though. He might be a pain in the butt. I know. That's the whole thing. It's the off-the-field drama, which the Raiders don't need any more of. But if he comes right. back and he's a, a serviceable, you know, starting NFL receiver, does his job, and I, you know Carr will target him, unlike, you know, uh, Bake is not targeting him. I just thought that would be a good – I think, you know, you mentioned the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Saints could be another good option, too. How about the I mean, Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs are probably probably the most obvious <laughs> team. Yeah, now that I think about it, that's that's another thing too. I, I noticed in that game, not to keep going back to the Monday Night Football game, but it's like, especially if Kelsey's not going to be Kelsey of old, the drop off of their talent from Hill and Kelsey to the rest of it, like no one else contributes. It's uh, Odell would be perfect uh, in wearing the red and yellow. I definitely agree with that. I love it. Um, yeah. Well, let's find out. We're going to find out. I don't think he's not going anywhere. Do you? I, it seems like after today, I think they're going to try to cut him. If they cut him, they save like, what was it? Like 14 million money. cap space. So I think, I think he's going to be cut and I'll sign somewhere else. And I'll we'll sign him. That's what I think yeah. too. It's we shall awesome. see. All right. Should we jump into these questions? I know we have a lot. So hey, we'll try done. to go. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you everyone for tweeting at us at extra points pod at Jen Piacente at Edward L. Murphy. We'll answer them. I know we got some questions today from YouTube. It's great. Well, we're, we're tracking those that come in live Facebook as well. Um, we'll start off with this one. because A few people have asked us this and uh, it'll be a, an easy answer. I think um, for you to go over uh, thoughts on Calvin Ridley. We got that from a lot of listeners. I think it's good. It's probably safe to go ahead and drop Calvin Ridley. I mean, let's face it. He was not having a good year this year. There's something going on. He's admitted that he's just struggling with something personal and that's okay. And I don't see him coming back this season. I don't see a reason for him to. And if he does, I don't know that he would be particularly effective right now in, in this offense that just isn't really that good. Uh, okay, we have a two-parter here from J-Rod. First part, Mike White or Jordan Love at Superflex. And second part is A.J. Dillon or Daryl Williams slash Gore. Um, you have to pick two of those in a half-point PPR. Okay, let's go Mike White. Mike White, as I mentioned earlier, actually a good matchup versus the Colts that cannot protect the goal line through the air. The guy threw for 400 yards last week, three passing touchdowns. He can probably get you at least a couple passing touchdowns. And then who is my second? I have to pick between... It's between uh, the Chiefs running backs and A.J. Dillon. So, Darrell Williams, Gore, and A.J. Dillon, yeah. I would pick Darrell Williams, Gore. Okay. Uh, Moving on here. Uh, Another two-parter from Amit. Lost a bit on both Tennessee running backs and Boston Scott. Is there a running back worth picking up for the rest of the season? few names available. Rojo, Carlos Hyde, uh, Gore, Drake, and Singletary. Yeah, a lot of those guys are worth picking up. I would actually um, pick up Ronald Jones. I'm not interested in Carlos Hyde. I just don't think he's going to give you anything. He's that pair of vans that we were talking about, right? Uh, And it's a terrible matchup this week. So that's kind of useless to me. And I don't trust the Jags offense. Derek Gore, very interesting because it's a high-powered offense. And I do think it's, you know, Daryl Williams' job. But Derek Gore, very interesting. Um, Drake, yeah, again, he's been getting more work lately since the coaching staff change and uh, Singletary is the guy in Buffalo for what that's worth. So I guess if I were picking one, I might take the upside with Derek Gore, but I also really like the idea of stashing Ronald Jones because we know he's the next in line if Fournette goes out for any reason. Right. And the second part of Amit's question, tight end, uh, Dan Arnold or Fryermuth? 
I'll go Arnold um, just because of the way he's being used as a pass catcher and is probably one of the top two in that offense. Not that it's a great offense, but uh, maybe just a little bit more use for Dan Arnold. But those two are about the same in my mind. Uh, Next question. uh, What do I do with Miles Sanders? Do I drop him? No, because you can put him on the IR. So unless your IR is really full, I don't think I would. I think he could be back in three weeks. So I would keep Miles Sanders as long as you can. Um, uh, next question here is I have to pick up a tight end streamer. I went Conklin, but now I have to drop and the list of players, uh, Corey Davis to Ernest Johnson, Devonte Parker, or Jarvis Landry for the rest of season. So, uh, who do you have to drop out of that bunch? Oof. Um, I really hate that you have to drop any of them because of the tight end. Um, I'll say Darnus Johnson, um, but please look at your league and see how thin the running back position is because you may need that for insurance. Uh, If you're in a 14-team league, you can't drop Darnus Johnson. Then in that case, I think you have to drop probably Devontae Parker, who you can probably pick back up. All right. Uh, Deciding on my week nine wide receiver three, Jacoby Myers or Brian Edwards? (laughs) So Jacoby Myers will give you the better floor, but you know, it's laughable. He can't get into the end zone. So you're never giving that, getting that really big week. I think Brian Edwards can give you that big week. He has big playability. I would go Edwards here. I would, I would roll the dice, but you know, it it depends on your situation. If you think you're going to get blown out by your opponent, you have to start Edwards because you're going to get a lot more potential from him. Someone needs to decide on their running back two for this week, James Connor, or I come out swinging with uh, Adrian Peterson. Uh, let me just quickly look at the matchups Arizona versus San Francisco or Tennessee versus the Rams. Come out swinging with Adrian Peterson. Wow. I guess I was wrong on that one. Uh, question here at quarterback uh, Do I go Tua, Hill, or Wentz to start? I would go Tua. Two of there. Another quarterback question. Uh, Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is just the better quarterback. Uh, I think you just always have to start Lamar Jackson. Uh, we have a trade uh, ask here. Ten teams uh, standard scoring. Do I trade Devontae Booker for Gaskins? My other running backs are Zeke, Moss, Montgomery, Miles Sanders, and Mike Davis. Yes, I think I would. Um, because eventually Saquon will come back. So I would. Uh, just with the news and injuries surrounding these guys, who do you trust more going forward, Brandon Ayuk or Brian Edwards? I trust Brian Edwards more. Uh, wide receiver question here, Renfro or Claypool? Um, uh, ooh, that's more interesting now with no Henry Ruggs. Um, I will go Claypool. Uh, Renfro, if you need a more solid floor and Claypool, if you want a higher ceiling, another, uh, either or Jacobs or Gaskin Jacobs Gaskin. I like this week, but I prefer Jacobs, uh, and a one point PPR Amari Cooper or Mike Williams. Cooper Cooper's going to give you more solid, uh, every week stats than Mike Williams, who will have huge weeks probably, but hasn't for the last few weeks and doesn't get as many targets. All right, so this person needs one receiver and one flex out of these four. Jamal Agnew, John Ross, uh, Darius Slayton, or Corey Davis? Okay, Um, we don't know if Corey Davis is even playing, so it's Corey Davis if he plays. If he doesn't play, uh, then Jamal Agnew goes into your wide receiver spot. 
And then I would go John Ross over Darius Slayton because Darius Slayton seems to be washing his hands in butter. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we have a, a flex question here between Christian Kirk, Lazard, or Bateman. I would go Kirk this week. All right. Uh, this person's asking, good morning, Jen. Got a trade offer, standing scoring. Oh, we asked that one already. Sorry. Um, is Has A.J. Brown reached must-start status? A hundred percent. There is, you are always starting AJ Brown. And now that there's no Derrick Henry, you are always, always, always starting AJ Brown. Uh, two more questions left. Uh, considering the lack of option at the position, should Waller owners consider cuffing up uh, with Moreau considering his last performance? I just think it's difficult. No, I mean, I wouldn't cuff a tight end. I don't think you have enough room on your bench. Just doesn't seem worth it. But if Waller isn't playing and you can grab him for this week or two, sure. I think he does slip into that role at six targets, 60 yards, a touchdown. Yeah. Um, will we see that every week? I don't know. Uh, but he's certainly a, a good fill in. I just don't, I just don't like the idea of handcuffing any tight end, including someone like Travis Kelsey. All right, and rounding out the question this week, pretty interesting one here. Does Mike Davis have any more value now that Cordell Patterson will likely see more time at receiver? Probably. Um, so if you want to hold on to him for another week and see, but Mike Davis isn't going to be Mike Davis like everyone expected. There are so many people hanging on to this Mike Davis thing. You guys, you probably need, look, hold on to him one more week. You're right. Calvin Ridley's out. There's going to be a lot of things moved around. Patterson can be used a lot of ways. Mike Davis is still seeing the carries, but he's just not very good. I'm sorry. He's not very good. Uh, Hold him one more week, but I don't know. Don't get too excited. All right. Well, thanks everyone for uh, tweeting out those questions. Like we said, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, just tag extra points or count on extra points uh, posts. We will find them and uh, Jen will answer it and make sure your teams win. Yay, we did it. Okay, we got through all the questions. We'll be taking your questions every Wednesday live where we will usually have a special guest with us and try to go quickly over waiver wire and uh, starts for the week as well as the daily news. We will also be putting out a DFS video this weekend. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, We try to run through as many things as you need to know in two minutes to keep it quick, keep it short, uh, keep it easy to win your FanDuel lineups. Um, and don't forget to go visit us at extrapoints.com slash arcade and play with us. We have prop quizzes. We have college football. We have Sunday night football, Sunday football. Well, we, the only thing that's not on the list is Thursday, right? We do the Sunday and Monday game for our right. Pixie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, we have, uh, pick them contests for NFL basically. So it's lots and lots of fun. It's always against the spread. Come play with us. You can win a golden hat in the meantime, Unfortunately, you can't put down your phone because you got to keep up with the news uh, or you can just follow us at Extra Points and we'll keep you updated with the news. Tweet us if you have any questions between now and Sunday at Jen Piacenti at Edward L. Murphy at Extra Points. We will do our best to help you dominate your fantasy football leagues. In the meantime, enjoy the football. 